engineered, driven, created. You're listening to the Be Velocity podcast and this is episode five. I'm Deborah, And I'm Sophie, your hosts for tonight. And we are joined today by our guest, Charlotte Macuza. Charlotte is a female motorcycle racer and oh my word, she is fierce and she is fast. Now, I'm going to pre-warn you all, there's going to be lots of talking about bikes, especially ninjas. Welcome, Charlotte. We are excited, I know I'm excited, to finally have you on our podcast. How are you? Thank you. And you are more than welcome. And how, how have you been? And are you happy that you've done your exam? Yeah, well, it was a struggle, but obviously... It did help having the lockdown, being able to revise a lot more, getting the mocks done out of the way before the racing season started, because then obviously I can focus on one and the other separately, although sometimes they do work together. So that's really good. Um, so can you just tell our audience how old you are and how do you balance schoolwork and racing and how do they complement each other um, to obviously help achieve your goals? So I'm 16. I turned 16 in January. I am in year 11 and I'm about to leave going to college. So um, with last year was a bit of a struggle because obviously the race season was a bit messed up. But with my school, they're very lenient. My headmaster loves bikes. So he lets me have these days off to go racing because he loves it. And he makes sure that I update him all the time when I come back. But um with work it's like I'll do all my work in the week and get it done but when I go away racing I'm racing that's all I focus on and it's like a break from reality yeah so it just you refreshes you back for the week and then you go back to school and it's back to school so it's really good for my brain keeping me going awesome. <laughs> so unique I love it can't think of anybody at my school who did anything remotely like that <laughs> I um, just love that the headmaster likes bikes, so you know yeah. she can get away with it. So, when did it all start for you, and how long have your how long have you had this passion for for two wheels? Well, I've always loved bikes. My first ever idol was Tommy Hill. Me and my little sister used to be screaming at the side of the track for Tommy when we were really little and my my dad's always loved bikes. Got my mum on a bike before I was born but obviously when she had me she stopped riding which is unfortunate. But then he's always taken me to BSB and when he's doing track days and I've just loved it and then one day I think it was around 2016-2017 time he turned around and said I've found a championship and I was like what what do you mean that can't be possible he's like yeah for children you can ride a bike would you like to go and have a look so we had to look at two championships which was 
British mini bikes and cool fab racing. We decided to go to British mini bikes because they were so warming and they just brought us in like they were a family. So we loved that atmosphere. And then in the middle of the year, dad said, what bike do you want? And obviously, you, as you know, there's the pit bike, which is more upright, and the Mini GP, which is like a race bike. I said, Dad, I want the Mini GP. It looks looks like Tommy Hill's bike. And he's like, I knew you would go for that. So <laughs> and we got that. And then after that, it just popped off and started doing track days. At first, I was really nervous, but uh, it built on me. Yeah. So how many um, and which bikes have you had? And sort of why have you stuck with the model you have at the moment? So uh, I began with the Mini GP, which looked like uh, the BSB bikes. That's why I, I went for that one. That was a 140. So I stayed on that for quite a while. And then once we had got to the top of there, we went for a Ninja 300. And that's what I've been riding all of, well, half of 2019 and all of 2020. She was an amazing bike to me. <laughs> And then now I'm on to my third bike, which is a Ninja 400, which I'll be riding this year. Wow. Wow. So you've kind of mentioned it already in like how you started. What was your first championship? And can you remember the emotions you went through? You know, it's your first ever competitive race. What, what was going through your mind at the time? So... In the beginning, I never really wanted to race. I just loved the feeling of riding and just being in my own flow. But I was at Wilton Mill one day with um, BMB and it was a race weekend. But I wasn't planning on racing, but I had a chat with Richard Cooper and Carl Ride and they were telling me how they get really nervous before their races. And it's totally normal. You go, everyone, everyone goes through the same thing. And um I thought, you know what, if they go through this, I can do it. So then I said to my dad, we're going to do it. So I did the race the next day. Unfortunately, the first one didn't go very well because I had an oil leak, so I couldn't race. But the second the second race, I managed to get out. And the overwhelming nerves were, they were massive. And I, I didn't know if I could do it, but I was on the start finish straight waiting for the flag to go down. But the minute that flag went down, I was like in a zone. And ever since then, I've been in the zone. It's, it's just mad. You just stayed in there. Yeah. In terms of championships, how how many have you done in total? And can you tell us about what championship you're planning to do in 2021? So I was in the started off in the mini GP class um, with 140 pit bikes in BNB in 2019, um, and I did nearly managed to win that championship but unfortunately crashed in the last race and lost it oh, which no. is annoying but it was a very good year it was a very tough year I what before that I'd won the winter championship so I had good hopes for the year and then throughout 2019 I started in Bemsey I started doing races in um, Bemsey and then all of 2020 I've been doing races in there trying to get as good as I can in that championship I got a sixth this year and then well I meant 2020 and then this year um I'm racing in Thundersport because we're changing the atmosphere a bit 
um, new people to ride against, faster bikes. And then hopefully if this year goes well, we might have a chance of going to BSB level. Is, is that your ultimate goal? That is my ultimate goal. And do you feel you're making good progress to get to that level? Or are you trying yeah. not to put any pressure on yourself? Well, there's an element of one, having fun and knowing your limits and two, the pressure because I'm my own biggest enemy. I put the most pressure on myself. My dad doesn't because he said, if you want to stop, we can stop. But I'm always like, no, that's not that's not part of the uh, equation. We're never going to stop. <laughs> Once it's there, it's there. But um, I've always thought there's no way I could get to BSB because I'm not as good as these people. But over the years, my confidence has grown and I've started to believe in myself and I know I can do it now. And I've had so much support last year, which was amazing. And we've got a few sponsors on board that have helped massively. So it's really building up now to the point where I'm like, I really think I can do this. Definitely. We think you can do it. So go for it. We'll, we'll support you all the way. Yes. I was going to say, with, with I, I personally have been supporting you for quite a long time now. And to be honest, just to see you blossom... And some of the comments that I've seen, it's, it's like I've just said, believe and achieve, you know, yes, money is involved. But as I say to most people, it's just been in the right place at the right time. And yeah. what you'll generally see is things start to come together. And obviously, I'm hoping that this gives you a little bit more exposure to our audience. Um and, you know, if there's anything we can do to support you anyway, shout. Yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, just literally shout. Because um, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. You know, we bang on about girls supporting girls, but we generally mean yeah. it. We generally do. Now, your race number, is it the same number that you've had from the very beginning? Or has it changed at all? It's always been 17 um yeah. I've had it since we ever began I never thought I'd have to choose that number and when I got the chance it was amazing but yeah no it's quite significant because uh it's my birthday but it's also my dad's birthday so it's quite it's we're quite connected in that way so because we're both yeah. racing so that's why I chose it it's really sweet because you and your dad have got a really good bond haven't you yeah we didn't used to be this close when we were little because Obviously, my mum and dad aren't together, so I haven't had as much time with him when I was little anyway. And obviously, I have my sister, so we weren't as close. But ever since we started racing, we've got a massive bond and we're like best friends now. Oh, lovely. I generally Too love, fair. like, the whole... It, it's incredible, like, the hat... Because I, I speak to a few people and it's the whole father and daughter bond and it's it's just amazing and I'm sure there's going to be times where you clash or you make a suggestion and you know it gets a bit heated but at the end of the day there's just so much love there that you can just work through it and it just gets you yeah. through and it just makes racing great and it just makes it fun and you know I love I generally love that that's why I'm very much a supportive person especially when it comes to family but just leading on to my next question because it's flows actually quite nicely could you tell us tell us what racing has brought to your life and what it means to you to be able to race well 
it's been well a real life changer because it's opened my eyes to many things and what I'm actually capable of that I never thought I was before and it's brought a massive different impact in my life because it's changed it so massively that I've got almost a purpose to serve with it and it's something I can really focus on that I've become so attached to like my dad has and he's he always says he's like living his dream through me because obviously he never got to do that so um, I'm doing it for him and it's Uh. it's a lot obviously not a lot of people around me at the moment know exactly what it's like because they've never been no one will know what the feeling is when you ride a bike until you ride a bike or race but it's like a it takes you into a total different world when you're there it's like all your problems have just disappeared once you leave the paddock it's just you and the bike and you're just in this different reality and it just feels amazing I know exactly where you're coming from and, and I'm sure you'd agree with me. Everyone experiences it differently. Um, just just before we came on, um, I was at, me and Sophie were just talking about motorbikes in general and for me, it's the whole feeling of freeness and yeah. you just, like you said, you're just in that zone and it's just like this happy place and it's the yeah. same with any anything else like involving speed for me it that's my happy place and it has been yeah. for a long time and Sophie she likes going sideways so that's her thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm um I've only been on the back of one bike and that was a Harley and um it was just happened to be this Harley was there and he asked me, do you want to, do you want to just go around the block? Cause he, he couldn't believe I'd never been on a bike before. And I said, I'm just petrified. I'm honestly petrified of just the feeling of having nothing around you and nothing to support you if you fall off. And I ended up really enjoying it. Um, but I don't honestly know how you, it, for me, obviously I'm in more than automotive world, but when I see pictures of like you or anybody like knee to the ground I'm just like oh it, it, I just do find it amazing but just so scary so I I very very much admire you thank you it it has taken a lot for me to get to this point because I used to be absolutely petrified of one coming off the bike and two just the bike itself but once you get that connection it's the fear just disappears yeah and bet your dad mentors you a lot and sort of you know snaps you out of it if you I mean I know you said that he he said to you you can stop if you want but equally if if you were like oh my gosh I can't get over this thing and he'd be there to because you know he's been through it so he can help you yeah yeah he does he's very supportive oh that's great let's talk about your plans for 2021 in a bit more detail when is everything kicking off and do you expect to have a turbulent season again or you sort of expecting for the worst, expecting the, what's the word, expecting the best, no, expecting the worst, hoping for the best, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, um, well this is my big year which I think is my big year to kind of prove to myself, dad, well he never says I have to prove anything to him but I want to prove to him 
and the people and sponsors that are supporting me that um, I am going to make it in and I'll be able to get to BSB. So obviously the step up was from the 300 to the 400. We mainly did that just to get more of a more powerful, newer bike. So I've got more chance of just being up the top. And um, Thundersport, we changed from Bemsey to Thundersport to one, get a new atmosphere, but two, get more competition because it's a bit restricted in Bemsey because it's just one class, whereas this one, there's a few classes, so it gives you a chance to mix with those. Even if you're not in the same championship, you're still racing against them and pushing yourself. But this year we'll be in the GP4 class or 3 class, one of them, because um, I think they've changed it. But, yeah, and I'm really hoping, well, obviously I've got to find out what I'm up against, but I'm really hoping to try and fight for the title this year and show that I can do it. And it starts, luckily, in two weeks. So I've got my first track date in two weeks, which is amazing. And I can't wait. Oh, good luck. Thank yeah, you. That's really exciting. In my opinion, do you, this is, sorry to go off script a little bit, do you find it easier in the dry or the wet? That is a very tricky question. Yeah. Um, Obviously, everyone prefers the dry because you can hammer it. But I did have a really good round when it was really pouring it down at Brands. And I loved it. <laughs> I found it really good. And that's when I got um, my podium, which Dad said, if you get a podium this weekend, I'll get you a 400. And I got my podium. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, the deal's a deal. <laughs> Yeah, it's the wet is very tricky. You've got to have a lot of concentration and skill to be able to go fast in the wet. So it's it's fun but risky, but it's a hard one because the dries gives you all the like security. But I don't know. I don't know which one I prefer. We'll have to keep well, an eye out. <laughs> I'm keeping yeah, an eye out. It will change this year. I'm probably not like the wet this year. I probably do it, but we'll we'll go with that for now. Yeah, you've got time to find out, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. And um, so, who's lucky enough to be sponsoring you this year? So I've got I've got it here. Um, I've got Seam Pro, which is this lovely guy called Mike who we met last year, and he's massively supported us. He's helped us with uh, getting the new bike and setting up some new um, camera footage and data for the 400 so we can analyse more with my riding so we can improve where I need to and just get me all that support I can to get to the front. I've also got um, Colin, which is CDB Race Tires. Um, he's, oh, you need those for the wet, won't you? <laughs> yeah, I will need them for the wet. Um, so he's helping massively with tyres because tyres can get quite pricey when you get um, up onto the bigger bikes. So that's lovely of him to chip in as well. And we're going to be meeting them soon. Obviously, we couldn't because of COVID, but we'll be getting more of them photos up on social media. So you get to see them. Um, also, DRC Race Levers. We've been with them for the past three years and they've been amazing with us. And this year they've said, 
um, they're going to give us the seat for free and it's it's been brilliant so wow. I can't wait to get in that's this is the best suit I've had it looks all like awesome so I can't wait to get out on that they're, and also, they're not they're not cheap either no no they're definitely not and um Valerie Thompson who obviously I look up to at the same time but she's been helping out and she's such an inspiration with what she does which is it's just amazing oh do you know what's really lovely how you you know like you name your sponsors and I can just tell how much it means to you and how much of a a genuine nice nice person you are which is really really nice to hear um and do you it's with um because obviously in the past we've not been as lucky with sponsors whereas this year we've really tried to get it with them so we can have the best chance at fighting it just means a lot to me I was talking to dad about this the other day it means so much to me that people believe in me as well because it just boosts my confidence yeah of course it's important to have a really good relationship with them you know they're going to see you through the championship at the end of the day so yeah and do you have any um sponsorship opportunities left or we're just you know if anyone who's in listening who wants to get involved in sponsoring you what's the sort of best way for them to get in touch yeah of course we've got loads of anyone if they ever wanted to sport like even if it's small or big it doesn't matter it's all going towards one dream that means everything to me and they can contact through facebook instagram and twitter and i've also got my website up great well we'll make sure that we tag them in for you charlotte mm-hmm. <laughs> and do you think that um brand ambassadorship is important and do you see yourself as a role model because I mean, I see you as a role model and I'm, yeah. I'm uh, however many years older than you. <laughs> yeah, but really, I love showing to other girls that it's like, it doesn't matter if you're a girl because you're exactly the same as the boys. It doesn't matter what gender you are, you can do exactly what they do. It doesn't matter because you're the, you're the exactly the same. And the amount of respect I've had from the boys I've been racing against is massive. They've been really... Like not come in and gone, oh, I've been beaten by a girl. It's just equal. It's like you did good. Got to try and beat you next time. But showing there's a few girls coming up the ranks in BMB and just seeing them up the front, it's just amazing to know that they're believing in themselves and just want to push it. Yeah, that's what I like. That's what I like talking about. And <laughs> I know, about- I know the girls. I know the girls who you're referring to because. I'm a massive supporter of them as well. You know, I love the motorbike community, even if it's racing, not racing. How you girls interact and just get on with it, it's just incredible. And I'm a huge supporter of that. And if you lot want me at the track at any point, I'm there. Just hollering yeah. and eating and cheering on. Because um, I know how that much. I know how much that means to, to mm. like individuals like yourself and you know I really want to meet you in person <laughs> if, <laughs> if I'm being honest because you are I, I do generally find you inspiring like we need to get along to a race meeting yeah I'll drag Sophie along I'm gonna convert yeah. them. I'm gonna convert <laughs> them. <laughs> I, might, I might stay in the paddock but <laughs> I'm gonna convert you <laughs> Talking about female communities, we've noticed more female bike racers appearing now. I think social media has helped with that a little bit. 
who do you look up to and respect as mentors? Well, obviously, Maria Costello is a massive <laughs> help. <laughs> she's a massive help and met her so many times and she's so supportive and a lovely lady. And um, just her being at the track just boosts your mentality really easily because um, I've been with the, her at the track a few times and just knowing she's there, I'm like, oh, I'm riding in front of her. You get all sheepish. It's like superstars coming to watch you. But um, yeah, and her helping, it just makes me feel like, oh my God, she thinks there's something about me that will go far. So it just, it's great. And then obviously Anna Carrasco, seeing her going and winning the championship and showing that girls, they go, she's just done it. You can do it too. Against all of that. Am I thinking she broke her back? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, last year. She's yeah. just got back on the bike, which is amazing to see. Wow. You can't stop them. You just, we're back no. on straight away. No two months, it's two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just off script again, because you mentioned a ma- male. You know, you followed a, a male bike racer. How important do you think it is for the male bike community? Because I know a few of them already do it and they support the girls, but... The likes of like Josh Brooke, Peter Hickman and everyone else, how important is it for them to support girls? Well, I think obviously if you look up to them, because I know a lot of people will have an idol, whether it be in BSB or World or GPs, if you have that support from them, it's just, it changes your whole mindset because you're noticed Mm. and they're like they came from nothing and they built on it and they worked for it and you can go through the exact same thing to get where they are you've just got to put in that hard work and obviously if they are your idol or even if they're not even if they're just high up just having support will change your life because you just believe yeah, you know, they, they they see me. I'm, I must be good enough. They're noticing me. Yeah. I'm in the right place, you know. Yeah, that's lovely. My next question. Do you think social media has a positive or a negative effect in aiding your motorbike racing career? Well, I really think it has because it's given my story to the rest of the world, not even just in England and every other country that follows. And we're always welcoming people in to see what we do. And I've had so much support from people I don't even know that have just shown me their love as well for sport and supporting girls in sport as well. So I think it's had a really positive effect. I luckily haven't had any bad experiences on social media and I hope I never do. I hope no one ever does because obviously that's a horrible experience, but it just connects you to the rest of the world and what other people can help you with. And it's just, it's really good. And it's like I said earlier, you know, we love the mutual love and respect that you bike girls, you give each other. And I, I generally pick this up, especially when you're racing against each other. And I'm presuming you have no rivalries with anyone else and you just all get on. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of respect between everyone that you race against, even if you don't know them. You're always at the end of the race if you had a battle with them you'll 
speak to him after a race like that was a good one good battles talk about everything that happens and everyone's always really excited if you're in a battle because loads happens and it's so much more interesting in a race than being by yourself but that it's because I think everyone goes through the same experience on the bike. They understand, they understand how you feel, understand what it's like and obviously the dangers. So being in the sport, it's like being safe around each other, but also having really good fun and battling and everything. So it's had massive respect and I think it's a really good sport to be in for just being there for each other. There's there's a couple of um like oh they're they're just so tiny there's a couple um girls that I follow social media and I love them to bits because they're just so tiny but again I think it's really important especially from a young age to learn about having fun mutual respect supporting each other because that will just blossom throughout and I think that's that's the key that's the key thing of how um respect begins and just having fun because that's what it's all about at the end of the day having fun yeah from the girls that I've known that are younger and coming up they're with them and the boys obviously littler boys are not as mature but it seems like the sport kind of brings up your maturity because you've got to come to that level of you are doing a really quite dangerous sport but if you do it right then there's no reason for you to be scared of it and because they know that they're like best friends with the girls because they're like it's so cool a girl being able to do this as well and it's they just have great fun with it and I love seeing it I I wanted to touch on I wanted to touch on what you said about um the dangers um is that something that you think about um is this something you talk about or is it literally you just have to put your game face on and just focus on you know what you're doing well I've never ever thought before going into a race weekend oh, I've, oh I don't want to crash or oh, I don't want to do this never thought of like obviously they're in the back of my head but I don't think about them I just think about what I've got to do in the weekend because there's no point worrying about the danger when you just want to have fun obviously you've got to know and you've got to be knowledgeable and smart about it but then it just it's a buzzkill yeah <laughs> when things happen like if people have bad crashes you do come you kind of have a realization like you do have to be safe in this sport but then you're like yeah but you could go out one day and like don't want to be horrid but be hit by a car and it has the exact same like obviously not the exact same but there's dangers in life and if you want to have fun then you've you've got to have the risk there's a risk with anything exactly yeah I think that's fair enough. I just thought I'd ask a question because, you know, we've got to think about these things, us motorsport fans, haven't we? Exactly. (laughs) What are your ambitions? And obviously this question can be for racing and life in, in general. So I've always had very high standards for myself and I do put a lot of pressure on myself, which I'm my biggest enemy, which sometimes does put me down, which isn't good, but most of the time it's a good thing and um, I've always had ambitions to get really good grades so that's why I've been really fighting for it this year also now within the racing I've always wanted to strive for the best it's like into each corner it's like you need to do this corner perfectly you need to try your best to win the race and the first time I ever won my first race it 
I didn't know how to describe it. I was just absolutely speechless, just came off the bike and I, it was just like, oh my God, <laughs> I've just done it. But I've always set myself out for the top goal. I don't care how I'm going to get there. I've just got to set out the steps and I've got to get to that goal. If I don't, obviously I let myself down, but then I'm not going to let that break me. You've got to keep going. And then each mistake will lead up to you getting to that point where you want to be. It's, it's all part of learning. It's all about life. You know, yeah. if you never made a mistake in your life, you're lying because you know you have to learn from it to progress yeah yeah I like your attitude yeah yeah I do especially in sort of things that you're learning skills that is exactly how you you know a juggler doesn't get good at juggling by not dropping any balls (laughs) (laughs) do you think you'll be the next sort of Maria Costello sort of like a, a role model for I can see you getting really involved in in supporting people and bringing up the next generation and well I really do hope so because that would be like a dream come true for me most of the years that have gone by have been a dream come true because never even thought I'd sit on a bike and ride it round let alone be where I am now but even if I don't get to BSB level or if I don't get to being a proper racer as a career I'm always going to I'll be at the tracks. I'll be helping. Uh, my I, my job that I'm going into is going to be an engineer. So I'm always going to be in the paddock, whether it be on the bike or not. But I'm always going to be supporting no matter what. So do you see yourself going to the TT? Well, um, mum and dad aren't very happy about that one. But um, <laughs> I've never really, I've obviously thought about it before. But there's something about racing on the road and racing on the track they're two different two different things like racing on the road there's like it hasn't got a I like going knowing where I'm going if that makes sense around the track whereas on the road there's less markers and stuff that you can get on point but obviously I'd love to one day do it maybe slowly but (laughs) yeah except from that I think I'll stay to the track for this one (laughs) Well, you never know what could happen. You know, as as you get older, things change. So you never know. Yeah. Keep it open. Keep the options open. So you talk about being an engineer. Are you aiming to go to college when you finish and learn more? Yeah. So I've actually got my letter back today about going there. It's um a special technical college that I'm going to, which is based around engineering and that sort of type of stuff so I'm doing uh, an engineering course um I chose this one because it allowed me to do a levels as well so I'm doing a maths and a physics which are going to be difficult but they're going to intertwine with engineering which will give me the best chances and my dream is to go into a race team and be like a manager and helping out with the team if I'm not obviously a racer because then I'll be on the track but um yeah I'd love just to be knowing what's going on inside the bike as well yeah whilst you're out because obviously I just ride the bike at the moment I know all the basics but seeing the insides of the engines and knowing how to sort everything out would just be phenomenal yeah you you wouldn't need any help you'd be doing it yourself then wouldn't you yeah exactly yeah when you say you want to like run your own team what level are we talking are we talking MotoGP level or BSB or World BSB 
I would I would love to go to um, GPs, but I think what I'm going to do is just go with the flow for the moment, see yeah. what options I've got, and then just work my way up. And you never know, I might even end up in F1 or something. But as long as I'm in the motorsport, that's all I need. Like it. Do you know what? Uh, we'll keep an eye on you. And I'd love to hear how you progress through it. We're always going to be on social media. We can't We can't let that down now. We're going to keep everyone updated. Oh. <laughs> Good. Now, something completely different, um, which I'm not sure that you, you know and if you've been keeping track of our podcast, but the very last thing that we ask people is just something quirky and something fun. And that is, what is your favourite song if you were to go on a road trip, whether that's four wheels or two, what song would you listen to? Why? And then we are going to put it into our driving playlist on Spotify. So um, hit us with it. There's probably two and they're quite loud and upfront ones that I have before listened to to G myself up. And um, one is Breathe. And I can't remember who the artist was. It will come to me. Is it the Prodigy? Prodigy, there you go. I just heard it from my mum as well. <laughs> and what's the other one? Firestarter. Fire there you go. Those are the two. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Who yeah. introduced you to those ones then? That was my mum. <laughs> <laughs> I love Legend. your mum. I absolutely love <laughs> you, mum. Kirsty, love you. She says it back. That's amazing, that is. Right, this playlist has just gone up a notch and anybody who comes on afterwards has got some competing to do now. <laughs> those two songs are going on there because one, massive fan, seen them loads of times and, you know, devastating news of what happened. I know. Two can go on there. You're not arguing with me. Yeah, you can have two. You, you can, can have, have two. two. Right, we're now coming to the end. So we're just going to say our endy blurt, um, as we normally do. Charlotte, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on this evening. Seriously, so much love and respect for you. Sophie, I think she loves you now. <laughs> I, I haven't stopped smiling this whole way through. You, you've honestly, yeah, I think you're really inspiring and um, you might just be the person that gets me into bikes. <laughs> I really hope so. <laughs> thank you so much and um, thank you for coming on. Thank, yeah, you. thank you. You're welcome back anytime. Bye. Bye. Wow. How inspiring is Charlotte? For a young, talented lady, she's going to go far in her career. And we're going to keep supporting her until she gets to the very top. Also, please feel free to send us any messages if you have any for her. Because do you know what? I'll get her back on any day. Any day. I love her to bits. I'm just going to say that. Anyway, Sophie, jump in before I start rambling on. Um, if you want to show some love for our podcast, then feel free to like and subscribe. Thanks for listening to the Be Velocity podcast. That's another one in the bag. And stay tuned for next week's thrilling episode. If you know someone who would like to get involved in building our global community, or you would like to get involved yourself, then you know where we are. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Engineered. Driven. Created. females.
velocity. Velocity. Velocity.